0: welcome to episode number 13 of the Golf Front Podcast. My name is Brett Bevilacqua. I'm a realtor with Carolina Property Sales in Southern Pines, North Carolina. This week, we are talking about what is currently the most affordable 18-hole course in the Sandhills, Whispering Woods. Whispering Woods opened in 1971 and was designed by Ellis Maples, who also built both courses at the Country Club of Whispering Pines, Quail Ridge, Pinehurst No. 5, and the Dogwood at the Country Club of North Carolina. The Whispering Woods Golf Club is located in Whispering Pines, just seven miles and about 15 minutes from downtown Pinehurst. The course is sort of a throwback being that it is very short, just a tad over 6,300 yards from the tips, and is more in line with courses built before the 1950s. From the Whites, it is just over 6,000 yards. Whispering Woods is rated at 70.5 and a slope of 133 from the back tees, and 68.7 with a slope of 128 from the Whites. Whispering Woods is the first course I played in the Sandhills well over a dozen years ago. Since then, it has gone through a number of changes, and more accurately, those changes have been with the Greens. A few years after the renovation and before I moved to the area, the Greens, and the course itself, fell on some hard times. I was able to play other courses more regularly and had moved on from Whispering Woods mainly due to the condition of the course. Initially, I intended to just write the podcast from memory, but a few weeks ago, my regular group decided to play there, and I said what the heck. And you know what, I'm glad I did. Whispering Woods is back. We played on a raw rainy day, and the experience was as good as I ever remembered on the course. Plus, we almost had the whole place to ourselves. Here's the thing I really like about Whispering Woods, it is probably the easiest course around. It has five par fives, all but one for me, reachable in two when I can put two good golf shots together. It also has five par threes, which I'm embarrassed to say I am unlikely to hit three of the five in regulation on any given round. Let's get started. The first I would normally just say is a short par four, but the incline makes it play a bit longer. The green is a dirty SOB that I just love to three putt. Just once, I would like to sink a 10-footer on the first green. Heck, I would just like to two-putt this green. Number two is a short and easy par three with a very large, though difficult green. The green is aggressively sloped and brutal on long right-to-left putts. The third is a short par five with a slight dogleg left. If you can clear the hill in the fairway, you have set yourself up to get to the green in two. About that, the green is extremely elevated and you will need to club up to get there. If you end up short, the hill in front of the green is so steep that it makes landing on this relatively small green quite a challenge. The green is not as aggressively sloped as the second, but will still put up a fight putting back to front. The fourth is another par 4 that is short and very reachable in two if you can reach the bottom of the hill off the tee. There is a large pond in front of the elevated green and once again you may want a little more club to reach the green. Clearing the green on the 4th is a common occurrence, and is much better than ending up short and in the bunker. If you do go over, it is more than possible to save par from behind the green. The 5th is a medium length par 4. Off the tee, you will see a tree on the left side of the fairway. Ideally, you'll want to be about 15 yards to the right of that tree. If too far left or right with your tee shot, you will most likely need to lay up. There are bunkers both on the right and left of the green, and I have recently gone from one bunker rolling across the green to the other. The 6th is another short par 3 with bunkers front right and front left. I have no idea why I am always short on the 6th and in the sand when it would be so much easier to just clear all the trouble and putt from the back of the green. The 7th is the 3rd par 5 on the front and if you just hit the fairway off the tee you will be set up for some good things. 8 is a medium length par 3 that starts atop an extremely steep hill. The green is tremendous, with a bunker on the back right. The area in front and to the right of the green is often wet and very soft. It is likely you will plug here and have trouble finding your tee shot. There is a small pond in front of the green to the left, which is easy to see off all but the very back tees. 9 is an awful, terrible, round wrecking medium length extreme dogleg left. Off the tee you won't need much to set up your approach shot. From the whites, I think anything over 220 yards will be in a backyard. It will also make the hole so much longer if you go right off the tee. The real trick with 9 is even a perfect tee shot may leave you with a downhill lie, and between the water hazard, flat green, and without a lot of room to land your approach shot, a lot of bad things can happen. The 10th, is a short par 4 with a fairway bunker to the left. The green is pretty small, but mostly level and easy to clean up on. On my approach shot, the slight downhill lie has caused me to scull a wedge over the green on more than one occasion. The 11th is a medium length par 3 with a water hazard in front and to the left of the green. There are also two bunkers front right and front left. The left bunker is the tougher of the two. It won't hurt to play your tee shot a little right, as left is nothing but trouble. 12 is a medium length dogleg right par 4. It is easy to get in trouble left as you will most likely have to lay up due to the trees in the left rough. If you can put a fade on your drive, you really have a chance to get close to the green. Around the front right side of the green is always wet. In my opinion, it is much worse than the left side bunker. 13 is a beast. It is a long par-4 that will have first-time players to Whispering Woods asking, Is this a par-5? There is a lone fairway bunker out to the right, but even if you avoid the bunker, it will take a fantastic second shot to get to the green in two. On top of that, the green is quite a bit tougher than the previous four greens. 14 is a short par-5 where you need to put your tee shot on the left side of the fairway to get there in two. Even from the tips, 14 plays less than 440 yards. It is almost like an apology for the lengthy 13th. Even players who don't hit the ball long will still have an easy time paring 14 if they can keep it in the fairway. 15 is such a great hole, probably my favorite one on the course. The hole is unparable without a great tee shot and a really good approach shot. The lengthy par four is a dogleg left where the last 150 yards are uphill to an elevated and aggressively sloped green. There's just one bunker to the right of the green, and I almost always hook my approach shot, so I have no clue of the perspective from that side of the pin. Cutting the corner will help a little, but don't try to bite off too much. And you will probably want to leave the driver in the bag. The 16th is a pretty lengthy par 3 that is surrounded by bunkers. No matter what I do, I can't seem to dial in my tee shot on 16. 17 is a medium length uphill par four. On more than a few occasions, I have run my tee shot up close to the green by hitting the cart path. The right side rough is aggressively sloped and that often helps errant tee shots back into the fairway. The green is protected by two bunkers and isn't that easy to two putt. 18 is a medium length par five that starts from an elevated tee box. The fairway bends a little to the right, so placing your tee shot on the left side of the fairway will give you a better sight line to the green. The 18th green is relatively flat and protected by a pair of bunkers both left and right. I am so happy to report Whispering Woods is back and in good shape. Currently, it is an incredible value at under $25 with a cart. The greens are the challenge and the length makes them easy to get to. This is the perfect course for players who don't hit them as long as they used to. For more information, go to whisperingwoodsgolf.com or for tea times, you can reach them at 910-949-4653. If you listen to episode three, this will be a little redundant, but Whispering Woods is just a minute or two down the street from the Country Club of Whispering Pines, so it is essentially the same neighborhood. If you're interested in purchasing a home, you can't go wrong with the town of Whispering Pines. Home prices run anywhere from just over 200,000 to well beyond a million. There are plenty of golf-front homes on the three courses in town, as well as some beautiful homes on Thaggart's Lake. Whispering Pines is also a popular destination for military families who work on base at Fort Bragg. If you want to see Whispering Pines or anywhere else in the Sandhills, please give me a call at 845-365-3665 or send an email to brett at hmpfilms.com.